The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few notes of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to share the story of what it's like to be in the wings. This is Show Call. Hey everyone, welcome to Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen, and with me today is Charles Andrus. Uh, Charles is a lighting designer and electrician. Charles, how, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So lighting designer and, and electrician, obviously, like, we're not just, like, talking about a house electrician, not not like a home. You're plugging in the show, right? Yes, that's correct. The power, plugging in the power, making sure you can hear, see everything, right? Yep. The lights always use the most power, so we always get suckered into plugging everything in for everybody. Describe the, the lighting designer aspect of it. What, what, is, what does that entail? Um, it could be anything to running a show on the fly from uh, a program that one's created to easily adapt to whatever artist or genre you have playing. Or it could be, um, say, for theater, for instance, you might make a plot and then have different ideas for different scenes uh, and uh, attempt to integrate the lighting into the story of the um, play or production. Okay. Now, uh, walk us through, as you're designing, what is that? So you you get an outlook of what the show is. Mm -hmm. So what is the process? Are you at a computer, just, or are you pen and paper? I mean, how are you designing that? Um, I have arranged, I guess, arranged a program on my my board in a way that's easily, I can easily change things. And then sometimes I'll try and get a list from the artist of, um, I guess, a vibe or a feeling that they like with each of their each of their songs. Excuse me. Um, I I mostly work concerts, but I do do some theater work. Um, I have program at home that I use, so I can I can create things at home in my spare time while I'm just listening to music, and then I can bring that into the venue and then more easily uh, adapt it to whatever's happening. Okay. So when you've designed the lights for a show. Do you have to submit that for an approval, right? Um, typically, or they just let you run with it? I just run with it. Typically, they're pretty lenient. Uh, like when I worked uh, at the Growlers at the Showbox, for instance, I asked them if they had any parameters that they wanted, any colors they liked or disliked. They just said, I don't know. It's rock and roll. And I just went with it from there. And yeah, uh, Sometimes it's pretty fun to do open-ended uh, stuff. If I'm not, I, I really like that artist, so that was pretty easy to do for me, I felt, um, versus other artists I'm not as familiar with. When they give me something open-ended, I'm not always sure where to go with it, but yeah. I make it happen, you know? Yeah. Did you ever um, try something where you're like, okay, I'm just going to try this and see if it works, and then it worked out, and you're like, oh, my God. Whew. Like, do you ever have any of those uh, those moments? Yeah, there were, there were, there's been a couple instances where I, um, I don't know, accidentally bumped a key, for instance, and it, it made an effect on stage that actually fit well with uh, what was happening, so I just... Nice. Uh, Try to make it look natural, I, I yeah. suppose. As best you can do. Walk us through how you got started that with that. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor, so I took drama in school. And then um, I did one class that was partially acting, and then we would also build the sets. So we would build the set and then act on it. And I actually enjoyed the process of stagecraft more than I did acting. Uh, I'm not great with people all the time, so that might contribute. 
Um, so I was going to community college, and I thought I wanted to do theater specifically. And um, a partner of mine at the time was a makeup artist who got requested to do some makeup for somebody who actually happened to be um, Josh from the Showbox. Yeah. Um, and she asked if uh, he could get me a job, and he told me I would get an internship or shadow him, and I showed up to push boxes and unload trucks, and they told me I was making a whopping $12.50 an hour, and coming from the pizza joint I was working at before that, I was really stoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of money back then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know some people who would work a show right now for twelve fifty an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would volunteer my time if I could. I know, I know, right? Put us in. Put us in, Coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when was all this? Uh, how, this was, how long ago? This was back in 2015. Okay. I'm only uh, 24, so. I was going to say, dude, you're young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Already you're designing cool shit. I thought it was interesting. I, I felt like I recently started to make some uh, progress doing more design work with my career. Uh, within yeah. the last, uh, I don't know, year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coronavirus happened, so here I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. So do you do you have any venues that stick out in your mind? Uh, my favorite venue has to be the Showbox. That's where I started. Which which Showbox? So there's two Showboxes uh, in yeah. Seattle. They're the Showbox Market, Showbox Soto. A Showbox which, Market has to be my favorite. It's yeah. so much older. It's got a lot more character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... Uh, pretty iconic landmark in the city of Seattle, I'd say. Mm-hmm. There's never a bad seat in the house. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. I could be, which I have, up front and center or back at the bar, and no matter what, it sounds good, it looks good. It's just a well-thought-out venue, I think. Yeah, I've, heard, I've actually heard some of the audio techs saying that um, if you go to school for sound, there's apparently a couple of textbooks that feature the, the, that venue for its acoustics. In, really? Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Well, Every show it, sounds great. Tell them about the floor at Showbox. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, spring floor. Um, and I, I heard that um, when AEG bought it out, they, they sacked the guy who actually knew how to maintain the spring floor. But, yeah, it's um, like balsa wood with springs underneath. So when everybody's moving, it feels like the whole venue is shaking. And you can see the chandeliers move and everything. Really? Yep, yep. Feels like it's gonna fall apart, but it uh, you know makes it more fun. <laughs> what is the what is the purpose of the springy floor? Big band when when there were big band shows there, it was a dance club. Oh, big band is in like swing. Yeah, it style. used to be a, a jazz club. That oh, was okay. its original. Um, I believe it was a jazz club, and then they did a go go dancing at one point. Um, and I'm not wow. sure what happened between then and I think it was the 80s when it reopened under under the name the Showbox. And then do you, do you have a favorite um, show in mind? Is there a show that sticks out the most to you, like one that you've worked or designed for or just maybe even went to um, as, a, as, a, you know, as a ticket holder? Or sure, what? sure. Uh, one of my favorite shows I went to was, um, I guess I worked it, but I didn't do the lights for it. I did uh, Mac DeMarco at, at uh, Showbox Soto, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess he does some pretty – jangly indie pop stuff is what he's known for um which i was a fan of at one point and then uh, recently i don't listen to it as much i think it's all right but the last i don't know hour and a half of his concert he would just do um like covers of the misfits and yeah. um, different like <laughs> cool. 80s yeah. button punk rock and it, yeah. it was it was funny how much of his 
fans that scared off and how many people just came to watch him have a good time and yeah. mess around musically, if you will. And when, when was this show? Um, I want to say this was at some point uh, last year. Oh, really? Yeah. It's that recent. Yeah, yeah. It all runs together. I was working like an animal, so <laughs> yeah. I lost track of time. Yeah, <laughs> and and when you're so when you're at uh, at a show, how long is a day for you? Uh, really depends. Uh, it could be anywhere from eight hours to I've worked some sixteen, eighteen hour days. Yeah, uh, if they need me, need me there for the entire duration of the event, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time I'll have to help uh, help the tour set up with whatever whatever they're doing. And then I might be running lights for some of the opening or support acts as well. So I have to do my prep work and their prep work and then make sure everybody has power as well. Um, so it's a decent amount of responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, uh, like the audio department, for instance, at uh, most concerts, they have at least two people uh, mm-hmm. versus lighting and power is just one person. So that lies on me solely a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Are you running? Oh, sorry. You provide power also for audio. Yeah, yeah, I generally provide power for like multiple does departments. And, you power. <clears throat> and automation, right? All the moving parts. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about on the last episode, uh, talking about cables and stuff. And are you are you involved with any loadout or anything? Because you got to watch over your gear. I mean, you got to oh, make sure definitely. it gets, gets packed away just right. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I uh, got into the industry as a stagehand, so, you know, I'm quite familiar with that. Um, and one of my... I, I had a full-time job with uh, Hollywood Lights. It's a yeah. production company, and, and they do mostly lighting and power, and a lot of power distribution. Um, we use, uh, like, we power concerts with these cables called feeder cables, and a lot of them, I think it's like uh, half a pound a foot, I believe the increment is, and you'll have 100-foot 100, 100 lengths of this cable and um, have to make sure it gets wrapped up nicely because otherwise you can damage the cable or it won't fit in the box and therefore it won't fit in the truck and then you can't go home at that point. So, <laughs> so yeah, these. So you're talking about cables roughly like th- as thick as my forearm, which isn't very thick for my forearm, but for a cable, <laughs> that's super thick and and over 100 feet long. Um, a lot of times it takes multiple people to roll up one cable, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to give before. people an idea of. When we talk about cables, we're not talking about your home extension cord. We're talking about these monster size, gigantic cables, and they have yeah. to be, you know, they have to be packed away correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. I've I've had to throw around a lot of those uh, by my lonesome just to get some sleep before the next <laughs> gig. And yeah, if you if you do some of those cables by yourself, you'll uh, feel it in your back the next day for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that makes the next day that much longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had to do it a few times and thought, man, there's guys that do this night after night. It, it is crazy. Sure. Wear gloves. <laughs> man, that helps. So do you have a staff with you to, to, to help, you know, your, like your specific crew? Because, you know, I know like there's stagehands have a crew and catering has a crew and security has a crew. Do you have, is it just you on site? Or uh, typically, yeah, it would be just me. I mean, I'll have stagehands to help me do a lot of the physical lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on on the tour, sometimes they'll designate a certain amount of their stagehands towards mm-hmm. lighting or power, for instance. Um, but sometimes there there's um, conflict of interest between departments. So I'll <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been robbed <laughs> of people I was told I would have before. But 
I would say it's like, uh, you know, I used to work in a mall Mm -hmm. years ago and it is very similar. I worked in the Sam Goody and there was the people at Sabaros over there and there was, you know, what the Victoria's Secret people over there. Like we all work in the same mall, but there was some feuding with stores. There was some like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that happens like backstage too. Oh, totally. We're all there for the same show. You know, but there can be some like some tension, right? And some miscommunications and. Oh, definitely. Um, I've had days where there's an artist that I really enjoyed their music and I was looking forward to the show and their tour just had some like drama between the crew or they just weren't communicating well. And it made it not a very good day versus some artists I've never heard of or um, disliked on some level or another. But their crew had their stuff together and they were very friendly and that that made much mm-hmm. easier even if it was a very long day it felt like it yeah. just ran right through yeah it is miserable when there's tensions and you know because it is a long day and we're all there for you know 16 hours sometimes and sure it's just it's better if everyone gets along and most of the time people people get along oh yeah yeah as much as we have to <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep that smile on your face after you know walking on concrete all day so what was the uh, what was the last show you worked? How did that go? The last show I worked was Thundercat at Showbox Soto, and that was a really fun show. I think I only ran lights for the opener, so I actually got to sit back and enjoy watching Thundercat play. Um, but they had a good crew, good lighting designer, and it was very interesting to watch Thundercat play bass live. I haven't seen that before, and I dabble with a bass uh, a little bit myself, so it was it was a little inspiring to get me to pick that up again. Yeah, right. On. And when when was that? Um, this must have been, it was the first weekend of March. Okay. Um, so close, Sunday. close to shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the venue? Showbox Soto. Oh, Showbox Soto. Okay. I want to say this was three the or other four. Showbox. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it was three or four days before they, um, put in the order for less yeah. than a hundred people. I think it was. Yeah. And my day job told me they would try and keep me on for as long as they could. And as soon as I helped them finish inventory, they cut me off. Oh my God. And what can you do? Yeah. No money coming in. Yeah. Did you think it would last this long, the uh, shutdown? Um, I didn't know what to think. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't last longer than my unemployment. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and speaking of which, and and you know, this is a the question I ask everyone is you you know if you had the government officials that are in charge of all of that sitting right here, mm-hmm. you know, what would you like to say to them? Um, I would I would like to see more benefits for people who've who've been affected by this. Yeah. Um, and just uh, um, it's kind of de- depressing that the response that that the government had to it, if you ask me, because a lot of people were uh, it felt like people were in denial to it, um, mm-hmm. just because they wanted to keep on buying and selling. Um, mm-hmm. here we are, uh, months yeah. later. There's there's several other countries that are seeing the what appears to be the tail end of it for yeah. the time being and. Um, we're still staying at home, so yeah. How are you holding up? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've been poking my nose around for some different job options. Uh, I might be starting an electrical apprenticeship because uh, I was doing stage power already. So I figured I know a lot of the key concepts of that. Uh, just been kind of fielding different uh, job offers where I can work with my hands and picking up odd jobs. I just did my first plumbing gig the other day. Wow. Um, yeah. That was that was interesting. <laughs> say the yeah, least. I mean, you know, I tried doing something new as well. I tried to, you know, do like this 
building retainer walls on a construction site. I've sure. never done it before sure. <laughs> around guys that are doing that for 30 or 40 years. And man, it can get pretty heated. And you know, yeah. do you remember the movie? <laughs> it reminds me of the movie Joe Dirt. Oh yeah. Do you remember that when he was, <laughs> what was he on? Like an oil rig or like, and he's like, yeah, baby. And he like, Oh yeah, they're drilling oil Screw, in yeah. the land. <laughs> he screwed something up, and the oil goes everywhere. And he's like, "I'm new." <laughs> <laughs> That's been me a lot lately. I've been very much Joe Dirt in that scene lately, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I've been doing this thing for 15 years. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but you know, we're we're a pretty tough group of people. Mm-hmm. You know, we we endure a lot, and and it, it takes a lot of. Uh, a lot of strength, a lot of stamina to, to work backstage yeah, at a show. Yeah. It's not it's not for everyone, but but it's it's fun and it's our lives, man. Yeah, it's what we live for. Yeah, I'm just trying to look on the bright side of it because I was working several jobs at a time, so I was overworking myself, and now I have lots of free time. So I've been trying to go out and like uh, camping, for instance, and yeah, get out and do things I'd never had time to do before. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Different world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've tried to keep our minds busy and yeah, learn some new things if we can and and but I I just hope it comes back. Yeah. As soon yeah. as possible. Well thanks for coming in, Charles. I really appreciate it. And um, you know, hopefully we'll get back to work as, as soon as possible. I hope so too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for stopping in, man. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to Show Call. To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, go to WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. That's WeMakeEvents.org. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at showcallpodcast.com. That's guests at showcallpodcast.com. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it takes to put on events, contact us at info at showcallpodcast.com. That's info at showcallpodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded every Monday and Thursday. See you next week. WeMakeEvents.org is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views expressed by the show.